Oh my gosh, we've started. Yay. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do it. I like surprising. Good. You guys. You almost had me confess a bunch of stuff. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm a little disappointed. Oh, sorry. That's okay. You know what? I'll I'll uh I'll just do some voice acting and I'll pretend to be you and okay. just make up a ton of shit. Cool. Okay. But make it sound like cool stuff. Like what? I don't know. What would be cool to you? I don't know, like robbing a bank, <laughs> but getting away with it. You know what? Um, I was at my, I was with my mom the other night. We were eating dinner, and the news was on. And in London, there was a jewelry heist. Yeah. And for That's some cool. reason, that was very comforting for me. Why? Because that like happens in movies. Well, because I feel like we're in a day and age that like everything is all digital, like all thievery is committed. Oh, like, like cyber. Cyber. Yes. Thievery. And he was and really identity theft, it. but they actually did the hard work and broke into a jewelry <laughs> store and stole jewelry. They physically did it like the old school way. Yeah. That's funny that that was comforting. It was you. comforting. But it maybe. does make sense. Well, I'm also like an old school kind of guy, and I think you're an old school kind of lady. Yeah. In certain ways, I mean, your shoes are pretty awesome. They are pretty, they're kind of dirty too. And I know you're very proud of your shoes, aren't you? I you've, post, you've posted a lot of pictures of your shoes. I haven't you? posted like a lot Not a lot, of but like. <laughs> but than, I have posted. more than me. Okay, I've I'd posted say. a couple. I do like my shoes; they're nice. Yes, you you have a good get sense of fashion. Thank you. Yes, my friends might disagree, but <laughs> maybe just in footwear. But well, your friends are jerks. They are most of them. But sorry, guys. That's why I love them. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, uh, it is April sixteenth, two thousand fifteen, day after tax day, mm. and uh, I'm sitting here with Blair Skinner. Yeah. Hi, Blair. Hi. Welcome to Sidekickback Radio. Ooh, I like that title. Oh, you didn't know the title? I <laughs> didn't know the here? title. You just told me to come over and start, like, talking. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> that's all you need to do to get me here. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. that's awesome yeah. of you to do that. Mm-hmm. So thank you for taking the time, and welcome. Thank you. I'm excited. Cool. Do you have any idea what's happening? No. Nope. You have no idea what you're in store for? No. Me neither. Oh. We'll see what happens. I like that style. Yeah. I've had uh, a lot of interesting thing happen. things happen over the last 20 weeks. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, I always start with the beginning mm-hmm. of where are, you, where are you from? Let's let's start with the, oh, the origins of Blair. The origins of Blair. Well, came from Florida. That's where I was born and raised. Which part? Tampa area. Okay. I say that because it's specifically Largo. No one knows where Largo is. <laughs> it's right by Tampa. Um, and also right by Clearwater, which brings me to... The documentary that I would love to talk to you about. I don't think you've heard, or I don't know if you've seen it, but Going Clear yeah, on HBO. Scientology. Have you seen it? No, but I was, I was at Sundance and it. It's so good. That's oh, where it got picked up, I think. Cool. Right? I don't know, probably. <laughs> Everything gets picked up there. But I'm like recently obsessed with this and mm-hmm. like I talked to everybody about it. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it here because maybe there's a lot of Scientology. <laughs> but my it's really si- interesting. My Scientology listenership is huge. I know. By the way. <laughs> um, but they have a big center there in Clearwater, which is like right where I'm from. But anyways, you have to see the documentary. It's so good. It's yeah. really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been watching a million HBO documentaries, so. Yeah. Have you heard of the Wolfpack? No. Oh, you're going to love it. What it, is it? That was at Sundance too. And it's about these, um, I think five or six, um, kids. I think they're Native American and they live on a reservation, but their father completely, sheltered them and Mm -hmm. like just just kept them in the house and would not let them out and Mm -hmm. so they passed the time by watching and recreating movies whoa so they like they there's this incredible footage of them recreating like reservoir dogs (laughs) and star wars and all this stuff 
in so, their house. And it, it won it won best documentary. Yeah, and this is all takes place in their house on their reservation. And the dad was cool with having the documentary crew in there. I guess, yeah. That's the main thing that I'm obsessed with is how the documentary crew gets any footage whatsoever. Actually, I who did I talk to? I think I talked to the director of that. I Whoa. think I like I like <laughs> ran into her at the at the closing night party. Mm. Somebody I had a conversation you went with straight to about the top. documentary. <laughs> no. Oh, it was Aaron Butler, a previous guest of mine. Oh. Episode 14, for those of you who want to check it out. Mm. Um, he did this um, Emmy-winning documentary called... Winter? American Winter. American Winter. American Winter, and, and it was about a family who was going through... It was during the economic crisis, and this family started at middle class and then crashed. Whoa. And just became homeless. Wow. And I asked him, I was like, how do you like do that and document it without crossing lines and he yeah. was just like it was it was incredibly difficult oh. but you can hear more about that on the episode if i'm you gonna check to that it. episode out Should. he um he's just finishing uh, most of the editing on james franco's next film in dubious battle so oh he'd be a very interesting guest to listen to yeah he would and i hope to have him back one day aaron hope you're listening He'll come back. Anyway. I'm sure he will. But this isn't about Aaron. This is about you. I know. I like to sidetrack, <laughs> not to actually yes. talk about So you're him. talking about Clearwater, Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that's kind of nearish where I'm from. Um, yeah. Grew up there, then moved out here when I was 19. Mm-hmm. Um, parents were nice enough to be, like, cool with that. Mm-hmm. Um, or mean enough to make <laughs> me leave. Yeah. Either way. Uh, so, yeah. So I started working out here, interning. Um, for each your Hollywood story, which was kind of a fun, weird experience. Yeah. And then last call with Carson Daly for NBC, which also was a weird, fun experience. Met a, a lot of cool people. Um, oh, I thought you were saying it was very meta. No, but maybe <laughs> <laughs> could be, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's where I met a lot of, like, when I say cool people, I just mean like people that I worked with, not yeah, like yeah, celebrities or anything. Yeah. No one would like, talk to me. But like, you started to form your network of. Yeah. Behind the scenes folks. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, guess, yeah. Yeah, we haven't established who, who or what you are. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, know. What, what would, no one are knows you, who I am. You're a director. Yes. Because you ish. have officially directed. Yes, I have. So you're a director. I hate calling myself that. Why? Because I don't feel like I'm totally official until I have like a feature film hmm. done. Isn't that weird? I guess. That's how I categorize myself. I don't know. I considered myself an actor the second I got my first paycheck for acting. Oh, you cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The second someone exchanged money for my services mm-hmm. that sounds weird you know what i mean the, first, the second yeah. someone was like here's money for you acting I yeah was like, i'm an actor Great. yeah so but i so... haven't yet had somebody <laughs> give me money for directing oh. i've uh made projects myself but well, if i get a distribution thing the, your indiegogo campaign for eleonora which yeah we'll talk about later mm-hmm. but you you've gotten you've i guess i money. Have, have yeah from kind nice people yes yes that's true so in a way yeah there you go but yeah I would say, yeah, director, producer of short films right now mm-hmm. and web series. That's what I'll say. And then, <laughs> but in like daily life, clearance coordinator and assistant to a producer. Gotcha. Well, that's pretty sweet that your day job is still in there. In there, you know, in the yeah. industry. True. You get to work on film sets and with film people. Yeah. Lucky yeah. enough to do that. So. Um, but so you you didn't go to film school though, right? No, I went for a semester, University of Central Florida, and then I got. I loved the school, by the way, but I just <laughs> was like, I wanted to start making stuff. Um, so I moved out here, and then like, yeah, started interning and working, and then I wanted to make my first short film out here, and I did that. 
Cool. What was that first short film? Relative Eternity. It's on mm-hmm. Snag Films. Um, and I met one of the producers of it. I mean, it's me and this other guy that produced it. Um, <laughs> but I met him at Last Call with Carson Daly, Frank Mundo. I love you, Frank. Um, <laughs> he's so nice. But I, anyways, I met him and he kind of was the person that like, I don't think he knows, but like kind of motivated me to do it because we were randomly talking one day about, we were going to a Clippers game and we were scalping tickets and we were talking about something and then something spiritual came up and the relative eternity is kind of a spiritual thing. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to totally do this short with him. And so then I told him the idea and then he was like, okay, let's do it. So he was the um, <laughs> the guy that motivated me to do it. That's great. Yeah. I feel so. like there's just there's just two people. There's the people who say, let's do that. And then they don't. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, let's do it. And then they do it. Yeah. Like balls to the wall. Mm-hmm. Do it. And I'm stubborn enough to be like, if I get an idea, I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And especially if somebody says, don't do it, then I really want to do it. (laughs) And that was like with Eleonora, the Forgotten Princess, like the latest short that you were in. Yes, that's how we met. That's how we met. On one very, it was mildly cold outside, but in the church was freezing. I know. And I didn't know that. It was going to be so cold. (laughs) Like when I went in there. I know, and like the older people that were like <laughs> in the group were like, we're freezing. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't. There's nothing I can do. We can't heat the giant church. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Next time though, if we shoot at a church, I'll have space heaters, sw- like yeah, sweaters and space heaters. <laughs> but, um. But yeah, that was that was really fun to do. By the way, to be in that cool. church and hang Thanks. out. Aw. And then we got you to come back. You did to another church. That's right. Was that as we cold? We switched locations. No. Oh, good. It was very, I test- very tepid. I tested it out. <laughs> I was like, this is the right temperature. We it was also not in winter, I think. It was yeah. Like a few months later. True. Yeah. It was April. Yeah. But so, um, oh, you, I forgot. You're already t- what? Oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, when people say, don't do it. So my current boss, Victor Shu, was like, don't, he like, I mean, okay, I love him. He's like one of my BFFs, I feel like. Um, well, I love seeing the statuses. That you <laughs> Don't tell him the statuses. He's we're not allowed to be Facebook friends. I told him oh. because I post so much stuff about him, but I never say his name. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> Until now we know. Now, we well, know. I guess we got to cut this out then. No, for it's Victor's okay. Sake. <laughs> he loves it, I'm sure. But um, no, he he had read the script, and he I learned later um, was worried about me doing it because it was going to be so expensive and big because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, medieval-ish. Well, yeah, it was super, like, when I was there, I was like, this is awesome. And, like, fantasy, yeah. And it was, yes, expensive, but I was just like, I really want to do it. Like, <laughs> I just want to do something that's not set in an apartment because, you know, a lot of shorts are and stuff, which is, there can be tons of great stuff that you can do with that. Yeah. But me and Amy just really wanted to do something, like, different. And we were really into Game of Thrones at the time. And we still are. I still yeah. love Game of Thrones. I could talk about that forever. <laughs> um, so we wanted to do just something different. Cool. But, yeah. So, but where did that idea come from? Because when, when I was watching it and I saw you directing, I was just like, oh, does she, is she the Forgotten Princess? And no! <laughs> ew! I'm not the Forgotten Princess. I, okay, so me and Amy were, like, sitting in her apartment. And we were like, mm-hmm. we want to do something cool. And we kept thinking about this idea about witches and warlocks and, like, the differences between witches and warlocks. And we couldn't figure out, like, we wanted this one warlock to be, to want to be a witch because it was cooler to be a witch because they have better, like, powers and whatever. But, like, we couldn't really find a good distinguishing factor that would really, I don't know, make sense. So 
I don't know where it came up, but Amy was like, what if there was, like, a princess, um, you know, like, Aurora or something that just, like, had enough and then became the villain? And, like, as soon as she said that, I was like, yes, I want to do that because I love villains. Villains are, like, my favorite thing. And Maleficent we both really loved. I actually hadn't seen Sleeping Beauty until Amy had talked about Maleficent so much. And I was like, oh. So we watched it, and then I became obsessed. And I was like, let's let's make Eleonora and um, do a villain story. But neither one of us are, like, the forgotten princess. I think we both just relate to, like, dudes always getting, like, the upper hand. Uh And so I just wanted to be like, well, if you do that, we're going to fight back. Nice. And we're going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I mean, the ending is pretty open. Do you want to turn that into a feature? It would be fun, too. We definitely want to, but we want to, like be paid to like (laughs) um maybe like outline something and then see if they like that and go further that's kind of like the idea cool but i'm just excited to get it done we're in sound design right now yeah and that's the last thing that we have and it's going to be sound design will be done by the last week of april i've been promised (laughs) so so that'll be it and then we'll submit to festivals yeah yeah that's great um can you just sum up real quick the story because i know we we covered like a lot uh, we'd like to, yeah. of, of Eleanor, but I just, uh, if you could sum it up. Yes. Okay. Let me think. Um, <laughs> so it's really short and I'm like, just trying to think of the best way to word it. It's just, okay. So it's about a princess that's promised the throne because she's the only child of the king and queen. And, um, and this is at like age, like, I don't know, eight or something. Uh, then years later, her mom uh, her the queen, <laughs> the mom, mom, um, has a baby boy, and then obviously, as you know, things go, the baby boy will be the king later on, and so she finds that out, and is like kind of pissed about it because yeah, she was promised the throne, um, but it's not just that; it's that she now no longer has a purpose in the world, and that's the main thing we wanted to focus on is mm-hmm. that like when you don't have a purpose, like what do you do? And so she's trying to find it, and she's just getting confused, and no one's helping her. So it's not that she just doesn't have a purpose, so she's going to go turn into a villain. It's that no one is there to, like, guide her, and that's, like, the real, I think, mm-hmm. problem. Gotcha. Cool. So. Well, best of luck with that. Thank and, you. And I hope I can make it to your ADR sessions next week. Yes, yeah. you should. <laughs> we need you to say, yeah, your, your line that you say. It's time. It's time. <laughs> it's the big line. But, um, yeah, no, we want you to say that because it kind of got um, muffled when we were recording Did, Well, you wanted me to whisper it to him, so I, I whispered know. it to But him. it was like our, because we, like, recorded it. We didn't have an actual sound guy there for the pickups. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I don't remember a boom in my face. I know. Huh. It was somewhere off to the side. What kind of Too far are you away. running? I know. It was only that day. <laughs> it was only that day. It was yeah. the pickup shots. Is, wait, isn't your sound guy the... Uh, same guy, Anamid. <laughs> he gets mad if I talk about him because he's like, I'm in the union. Well, like, so sorry. your uh, sound guy who's not named. Yes, the unnamed You can still talk guy. about him, right? Yeah, I love him he's so much. He's so great. You know who you are. <laughs> he is great. Um, um, yeah, he's just, a, he's just a funny guy. He's just <laughs> wobbling around. He always says like the funniest. Grumpy. Yes. You would think he's grumpy, but like when you talk to him, he's so sweet. <laughs> and he says like this one thing that I'm going to quote it wrong. But something about, like, you know, we're not doing surgery. He's like, we're just making a movie. And I was like, I love you because that's so true. Yeah. You can't really get, like, freaked out about stuff, so. Yeah. 
he always That's brings awesome. us down and lets yeah. us know how or what it is, you know. Yeah. So. Um. We got off track a little bit, but it's okay. That's probably my fault. Because that's how, no, that's how, hey, it's open. <laughs> this is an open forum between two people. Yes. Um, but I want to go back to high school because mm. I'm really curious mm. <laughs> about what you were like in high school. Really? I love talking about high school on this, Aww, on high this school. show. Cause, yeah. I loved high school. I was not, and the reason why I loved it was not because I was like a popular kid or anything, like a mean mm-hmm. girl. But, um. Like a mean I was not a mean girl, um, but I I had a good time because the teachers in my school and some most of the students were cool with like filming videos, mm-hmm. so that was like the main <laughs> thing. I was like going into high school like my first like we had a little film festival like just kind of small yeah. little fun thing, and um, we made this um, Star Wars spoof called Faculty Wars. <laughs> And I like to say that that's what put me on the map at Indian Rocks. (laughs) Um, So we filmed this thing, and I had, like, you know, my teachers dressed as, like, Chewbacca, Yoda, Princess Leia, Han Solo, and stuff. And then my friend dressed as C-3PO. And my friend Danielle, my friend Will, dressed as C-3PO. And then my friend Danielle had made the costume out of, like, sweatpants and a sweatshirt and then painted, like, yellow all over. And it looked kind of awesome. Mm -hmm. It looked really awesome, but it... Looks, you know, weird at the same time. <laughs> anyway, so we filmed that. I think we won the festival, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe we got third or something. So we should have won it. Mm-hmm. I think we did. Anyways. Let's say you did. Yeah, it's I won it here. first place, ninth grade. It was great. So <laughs> we won that, and that was cool. And then from there, people were like, oh, maybe we'll trust her to do some more videos. So then for, like, prom and homecoming, I went to a private Christian school so we weren't allowed to dance at prom and homecoming. Don't laugh. We weren't allowed to dance. So I was like, oh, this is a great opportunity. I'm going to make the entertainment for prom and homecoming. I'm sorry. What does it look like, though, homecoming without dance? You just eat food. You eat. Okay. You just eat food, and then you then there has to be something going on. You know, there needs to be an entertainment okay. thing. So for our senior year... I did a thing where it was like Jumanji and Lost kind of like mixed together. And it was like the teachers were going to fly somewhere. It sounds so dorky, but it looked kind (laughs) of cool. It sounds awesome. And they get lost in a jungle and they have like the Jumanji game board and they have to play. It's so nerdy (laughs) when I talk about it. But it was really fun and it was like just something for me to do in high school. So. (laughs) I just, we, me and my friend just made a lot of videos. So you made a lot of videos, cool. Yeah. That's great. That's how I like to see um, Yeah. So you go back in time mm-hmm. to high school, yeah. and you're holding your Walkman CD player, and you open <laughs> your CD player, what CD is in there? Oh, probably now 14 or something, or now oh, 7 maybe. Oh, the now, and now that's what I call music yeah. series? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or, yeah, I think so. You liked the mainstream pop. I'm sorry. That's what I like. No, I was, I was surprised. At I, that time. Really? I don't know. What do you think? I was expecting either like really, really underground hardcore rap. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. I wish I was that cool. Or or punk. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Isn't that funny? A lot of people are surprised that I'm like a Spice Girls fan. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I was like, yeah. That's so weird. I went to their high school, or not their high school, I went to their um, reunion concert senior year actually in Vegas. <laughs> Me and my friend Will, we said we were going to look at UNLV, uh-huh. and that's how we got, like, a day off of school. Nice. So we went there, and it was awesome. So how many times have you seen Spice World? 
the movie. Oh, multiple. I mean, I have the VHS. I don't have a VCR anymore, which is really Aww. sad. But I think it's on Hulu now. But it's very possible. Oh, Netflix. I think it's oh, on maybe Netflix. it is on Netflix. Yeah, that's a great Good movie. Times. I want to make a movie like that. Yeah, that's a great. They don't make movies like that anymore. They don't. They should. Freaking aliens landing and touching. Touching Ginger's, Ginger's boob. <laughs> yeah, I know. Why doesn't that happen more often? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we take ourselves too seriously these days. Yeah, we do. Although I think you'll like the film I just worked on, Highway to Havasu. Shout out to the crew. Woo! Um, but uh, yeah, because we we really really we just have the best time and Aww. we don't care about so many things. That's the best. I think that's how, and that's like how the set is too. It's just like fun and like chill most of the time. Yeah, that's good for the most part. That's good. I yeah. think that's how sets should be. Yeah. Well, it was it was a lot of. I feel like. In the beginning, we were, like, working really well, and then as it got on, I think we got more and more um, intense mm-hmm. in our work ethic, mm-hmm. and um, and just a general intensity, but once the camera started rolling, no matter how much we, like, snapped at each other, or, like, you know, how much we, like, how many growing pains it took to get set, get the shot set up, mm-hmm. the second it started rolling and we started letting the lines fly, it was a lot of fun. Oh, and, like, that's so cool. Yeah, no matter what, at the end of the day, we had we had a good time. That's the best. Yeah. That's all you can hope for. Yeah. It's all downhill from here, I guess. It's all downhill. It's just going to get worse, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we talked about Eleonora. Yeah. Now, Anna Mead, are you, you're, were you just helping out with that? Or? I was basically helping out. Okay. So, Markel Skinner, my sister, um, is the, let's see, she's the producer lead actress mm-hmm. in Anna Mead. Um, they're going to finish up. I think they're all finished by the end of April. Weird timing, because Eleanor is going to be done by April. Double feature. Um, sister, no. double feature. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that'd be funny to do a double feature of that. That'd be so opposite. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she, I think, is going to release them maybe in a little bit. I know she's going to do a screen, screening um, in May. So mm-hmm. um, let me and try to think of how to say what that is. Because <laughs> it's not mine, but I'm trying to think. It's... Um, you can see the pilot on right online right now. I think anamed.com, A-N-A-M-E-A-D.com. Mm-hmm. And it's about a video game character that gets uploaded into the real world. Yeah. That's what it is. Such an interesting concept. It is. Yeah. Justin Gordon Cooper, who's the writer-director, is, I think, a comedic genius. Hmm. Yeah. Um, he's pretty funny, though. Yeah. And I got to work on that as well. Yeah, you did. Catch me in episode six. Yes. Where I pee my pants. It's at the party. Do you really? Is that what? Oh, yeah. yeah remember? Yes. Every. Oh, yeah. There's a couple <laughs> yeah, people we, that do. We, we all pee. <gasps> yeah. Were you like, so I asked you to like come. Did yeah. you think like anything like that was going to happen? No. Aw. <laughs> Were you it was, like, was, was it really It was weird? not what I was expecting because, well, I watched the pilot mm-hmm. beforehand and yeah. I read the script and I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> it's so Cause, weird. Because between episodes one and six, yeah. it seems like so much happens. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, so being there and hearing the lines and everything, I was like, what's going on? And, uh-huh. then, and then you put someone, your costume designer put me in that blue kind of spaceman jumpsuit thing. Yeah. And then we were all outside and then you guys were like, okay, we need some people to pee. Yeah. And... Obviously not real pee. Right. It was a bladder and <laughs> in, in, in the hand. But um, I think you or Markel just pointed at me and they were like, 
You're like, yeah, he'll pee. Oh my Cause you, god! Because you, cause you, you know, just like pointed. Yeah. You kind of just pointed at me, and I was like, you knew I'd be game for it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm game. Thank God. Oh yay! That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait fun. to see it on. Oh, screen. I'm blowing bubbles. Yeah. We're blowing bubbles, and and I remember doing it so intensely because we were like, I was like, guys, we need continuity of bubbles. Need, yes. Continuity of bubbles. The exact amount of bubbles yeah. to play. But no, it was a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see it. And me too. I'm excited for that episode in particular because it's shot a little bit differently because it's like. Really? It's by, I don't remember Ian's last name, but the director's name is Ian. He's Justin's friend, but uh-huh. he does a lot of music videos, so they shot it a little bit differently because they wanted that different style because uh-huh. I think Anna's experiencing like a party for the first time. Yeah. Um, so I, I think they just chose that different view. Mm-hmm. Should be cool. And the lighting was really interesting, too. Mm-hmm. You were in the back. We like towards the end of the night because we went to like 3 a.m. You were there. We started to get, like, really weird. I know I started to get a little out of it. And I was like, background people, let's do this. And, like, (laughs) we're going to outshine, like, the lead actors. And I'm like, I should not be. (laughs) That's not the point at all. And and so I can't wait to see what that part of the scene looks like and what you guys are all doing. Well, we also, you also let a lot of people go at a certain point. So, and I stuck around because I knew, I had a feeling, I was like, you guys are not done with extras yet, are no. you? And so Thank I stuck God. around and, and you and I actually, we have, I don't know if they use the shot, but you and I are talking <gasps> and then a mannequin head. Actually. Yes. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're at a scene together. Yeah, we are. They better use that. Better. Yeah. Tell Mark do. to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's Anna Mead. Mm-hmm. And then you worked on Transparent. I As did, well. yeah, and we're gonna start up again in May. Oh, you guys got a second season? Oh yeah, or no big deal. I know it's not surprising. I guess after you win an Emmy, you just Golden Globe. Was it a Golden Globe? But, but not hopefully, an Emmy? we'll be nominated for an Emmy. We weren't like qualified for that yet because oh. it hadn't been out. Okay. So then now, hopefully, we'll get nominated for an Emmy. Oh right, for this seat. Okay. Yeah. Right. My so. mistake. Correction. It's all good. Right, so we can cut this so that I totally know what I'm talking about. So yeah, I guess after you win a Golden Globe, then you get your second season. Exactly. I know. It's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon loves Transparent, I feel like, because that's their kind of, I feel like, main show right now. Well, totally. It's their house of cards. I mean, it's their house of cards. Exactly. But no, you guys guys even, you beat House of Cards. I was, I thought, because House of Cards was nominated to, it was first nominated in its first season, Mm -hmm. but then... I thought it would win last year, and mm-hmm. then it didn't. And then this year, I was like, "Now's the time." And then yeah. Transparent did it, and I because I'm so waiting for this, and it's now happening. This changeover of you know digital media, mm-hmm. kind of because I I knew that once because when House of Cards got nominated, I was like, "It's not going to win because they're not ready for that right. change yet of of network television becoming second fiddle to digital media." Yeah, and so and this year. Transparent took that place, but like the the shift is happening. Of yeah, everybody's gonna start going digital now, and mm-hmm. and you know, I, it's also like a big deal because I think it's Amazon's. Well, Amazon has a couple series, but mm-hmm. this is like a big thing for them because Netflix has been stealing the show, obviously, because they're like the first big digital yeah. platform. So it's really cool to see the change in that, and I think Yahoo is doing like digital content now too, which yeah, I haven't they, seen anything. They picked up but... Community. Oh, that's yeah. cool. So community that, just keeps going from thing to thing. Yeah, so I know communities on Yahoo, so yeah, they're definitely nice. doing that. But uh, the networks are a little—they uh, gotta—they have to step, they it step it up. Step it up because they're really boring. Lately. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But they, it's kind of not their fault because the FCC has so many right. like, standards. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of limits them. But like stuff like AMC and everything, they're kind of filling that void a little. Yeah. And then HBO is, you know, I think HBO can't do wrong. Really. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. Um, Showtime. So anyway, what, what did you do on Transparent? Sorry. So <laughs> I did clearances on Transparent, which means if you see like a logo or something, or if you see like a book cover, it should be cleared and like get permission from um, whoever owns the rights. Yeah. So I have to contact them and then um, get them to sign our agreement. It's easier said than done. Yeah. Um, so I do that. And then I also assist the producer, um, Victor Shu, on the show. Nice. Which is really fun. Yeah. Because he's like a chill, cool dude, and we just work well together. That's great. Yeah. And then, so this year, I'm going to be a coordinating producer on Transparent. Still oh, wow. kind of doing the same stuff, but with a little bit more yeah. responsibility. You're, you're climbing that ladder. Climbing it slowly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so hopefully that will lead to other things. I don't really know where it'll go from here, but yeah. it's just nice. Well, you're, you're making all the right connections, and you got Eleonora coming out. You're setting yourself up good, man. I hope so. Yeah. Um, let's. I, I want to talk a little bit though about your inspirations, or like, mm. like where do you, in terms of your filmmaking, mm. and where you see yourself going. I mean, what kind of films do you want to make, and like, are there any that you aspire to, and like, you're like, that's what I want to do. Yeah, that's you know? a great question because I've just been like kind of thinking about that myself, because um, I've been collaborating with Amy Green for a while now. Wait, so you're questioning it? Oh, the inspiration's up. Just, yeah, inspiration. Like, like, is there a... So it sounds like... I mean, you got into this because you were making videos in, mm-hmm. in high school, and then when it came time to decide between what... You know, decide what to do with your life. Yeah. You came here and you started making films. But, yeah. But, you know, I come across directors who were like, I want to make the next Reservoir Dogs, the next <laughs> Apocalypse Now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so what I originally wanted to do was make movies like Scream... I think Scream was, like, my favorite movie really? as a kid. Yeah. Huh. I really loved Wes Craven's, like... I mean, I loved Nightmare on Elm Street, but I liked Scream for, like, Kevin Williamson's, like, wit and humor. And so I really wanted to do something like that. Then I wanted... Then I got obsessed with Star Wars. But now, thinking about it, the movies that I really love and like to do are stuff that, like, Penny Marshall, Nora Ephron, mm. and um, Nancy Myers kind of do. And... People may categorize them, I would not, as romantic comedies, but I just think that I like telling stories about women um, that can have, like, comedic times, but that are about, like, real things in real life and putting, like, a funny twist on them or something. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I, like, real things happen in real life that I can look at and say, oh, that can actually be funny in a way or something, like... It just depends on how you look at the world. And I think that's my view. And that's what I would want to put out on screen. Mm-hmm. So, and that I kind of recently, maybe like a year ago, was like, oh, I think that's the kind of movie. Like, movies like A League of Their Own. Yeah. Um, or like Something's Gotta Give. I just like those kind of character, looking at characters that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's that? How'd you feel about Blue Jasmine? I mean, um, I don't know. Did I see that? Because when I saw that, I was like, "That's a really great female-driven." Is that? Um, it's um, Kate Blanchett. Oh she, yeah, Blue Jasmine. I've seen Blue Valentine for some reason. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Blue Jasmine. She actually, so she beat out um, Sandra Bullock in Gravity, which 
for the Oscar. Yeah. Which I was really surprised about because I thought Kate Blanchett did amazing. Like she was like out there and I thought she did an awesome job. And I love I really liked that movie. I love Woody Allen. Woody Allen is a great example too of movies that I want to like kind of do. Hmm. Um but I feel like, and I'm just going off on a rant here, that Sandra Bullock should have won because she had no one to act against or to play against. Mm-hmm. Like she, I mean, except for George Clooney stuff. But she was like on her own. And like, obviously that helps because that's where the character was. Mm-hmm. But Kate Blanchett had a lot of people, I feel like, to play off of. But she did an amazing job. But I just want to stick up for Sandra Bullock and just say, I don't know. I thought she, she was won. Awesome. Not she went for Blindside. Blindside, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so she it was gets Kate's it. Time. Whatever. I'm sure she, Kate's gotten <laughs> tons. But yeah. um yeah, no, I I do. I love Woody Allen movies. I was mm-hmm. actually watching Annie Hall again um recently. Mm-hmm. And I just think he has the greatest sense of humor where you don't expect there to be a joke and it's just like in normal regular said dialogue like there's not a punchline yeah but it's just like something that he says and that's the kind of humor that i love huh. and i envy because i want to be able to do that yeah so yeah that's the kind of stuff gotcha you're gonna you're gonna act in your own films then no uh, <laughs> ew no yeah ew. not that kind of stuff. i nobody wants to see me act on screen i love <laughs> actors for that reason that they can do that and i'm like amazed by them yeah so I'm like, I'd much rather see mm-hmm. um, somebody that's like studied acting or like whatever that's like good at it and appreciates it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like, because you talked about female-driven work and mm-hmm. and um, all that, but do, do you feel like you're, you're, would you consider yourself a female filmmaker or just a filmmaker or, are, you know, are mm-hmm. you kind of carrying some sort of torch or something like that? I mean, hmm. I, hmm, I wouldn't say, like, I'm a female director. I would just say, like, I like directing female-driven movies. Um, And when I think about writing something, it's usually, yeah, in, like, a female perspective because I am female. Um, I don't know if I feel like it's, like, carrying a torch or anything. I think that it's maybe giving more voices of females out there, like, a voice. I don't know if that makes sense. How I just worded that. Um, so I wouldn't say, I don't know. I guess I do just only do female stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if I would ever make like a male driven movie. I feel like there's so many out there and I don't need to do any more of those. Well, do you see, do you see a problem in Hollywood in terms of female and female filmmakers and the perception of females making films, you know, like, Somewhat. I mean, I know there's that huge discussion going on. Yeah. And I know there is definitely a lack of female directors out there or like a lack of hiring female directors. There's plenty of female directors. They're just not being like hired because of whatever studio people or something. Um, so I would say, yeah, that is a problem. I don't think it's I think there's tons of female stories being told out there. It just happens to be that a man's directing them, which is slightly annoying and maybe could be considered a problem Mm -hmm. um but i don't know if i see it as big of a problem as everybody else does i don't know why (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe i should but i just think why don't we just go out there and make movies the best we can yeah and i guess it doesn't really matter whose voice it is as long as it's a voice you want to hear um and maybe that's my voice that you want to (laughs) hear 
Well, well, I do, and, and nice. I hope our listeners do. Yeah. Maybe once they see Eleanor, they'll be like, oh, maybe Pretty I'll awesome. But see, what's funny is, like, I made Eleanor, and that's, like, nowhere near, like, Woody <laughs> Allen kind of movies. <laughs> or, like, whatever. I think it's just because I made that discovery recently. But I do, like, love Game of Thrones yeah. and stuff like that. So I like that fantasy aspect, and I love, you know, Star Wars. And for some reason, the movie Guardians of the Galaxy is, like, popping into my head. Not that I would, like, I feel like those movies are so intense, like Marvel movies, that my brain couldn't wrap my head around it actually doing, but I think doing a fantasy movie would be so much fun. Yeah. Well, and there are some directors who seem to only do, like, one thing mm-hmm. and keep doing it, and there's some directors who are just like... <laughs> like Ron Howard, I feel like. He just does whatever he wants. Like, he just did yeah. that Moby Dick movie, and then he did, like, Arrested <laughs> Development. Sounds like he said he just did that movie Dick movie. <laughs> that movie... Moby Dick. <laughs> and then he does, like, Arrested Development. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of Da Vinci Code. It's like he just does whatever he wants, and that's what yeah. I. That's kind of a but cool even person. He, he's driven by drama. I don't know. I'm trying to. Th- I can't think of one off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But there's some directors where I'm just like, wow, based on what he did there, that, that, it's like crazy. Well, Tim Burton. So Tim Burton has his particular style, but yeah. then he did Big Eyes, right. which was so different. Yeah. I feel like than anything he's ever done. Yeah. Um. I wasn't, like, a huge fan of Big Eyes, though. Did you see it? No. It was, like, a female-driven movie, but she, I don't know, I felt like the character was, like, super weak. But Hmm. maybe she was like that in real life, because it's, like, a true story. Maybe. So that was, it's cool. I think directors don't need to be, like, stuck in, like, one genre in Mm -hmm. particular. I think they can do whatever. It's just if they can get the money. You just brought up an interesting point about about real life and and film. Hmm. And I remember after Selma came out, there was mm. a lot of people who were having a hoopla about it and yeah. how it was not an accurate representation. Um, in particular, actually, um, when when they're walking all together, mm-hmm. there's um, there's this very prominent Jewish thinker, Abraham uh, Joshua Heschel. Um, he was there with Martin Luther King, and so there, and we and and I know a lot of people in the Jewish community who were there was a big hoopla like. Mm. You know, we didn't accurately represent that moment in time where there were also Jewish people by his side because they seemed to oh. only communicate the Christianity. Mm. And so, like, there's and and also people feel like the representation of Martin Luther King wasn't accurate. And the president at the time, which I'm looking like an idiot because I don't remember what the president was. At the Johnson, time. Lyndon B. Johnson. Yeah, LBJ. people didn't they didn't like his <laughs> representation, and I was like, whatever. I just realized this, everybody calls him LBJ, but like it's like saying. LBJ. <laughs> LBJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go guy. meet LBJ. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, so like, um, you know, the the taking everybody seems to always have an issue of taking a real life thing and, and mm-hmm. you know stylizing it for film. And there's a, a Foxcatcher is another good example. I spoke yeah. to I spoke to members of the Foxcatcher team. Uh-huh. Um, the night it premiered at AFI Film Fest, mm-hmm. and I and I talked to one a couple of the guys, and they were like, they were like, listen, it's it's a really dark movie, but that's not how we saw it. Like wow. it wasn't dark in the moment. You know, Mark was a guy full of life, and Dupont, yeah, he was a weirdo, but he wasn't like it wasn't like everybody was like sitting in the corner just like yeah everything. You said those are the real people. So the real yeah the real the real oh. dudes from Team Foxcatcher, who wrestled with Mark Schultz um, mm-hmm. when all that went down, they were like, no, it was just, we were all going about our business, and then it happened, and it was really weird. Yeah. But so for the film, 
it needs to it was, have that tone. Mm-hmm. And it's got to have some kind of a story. Right. You know? So my opinion on that, I feel like, is it's tough. It's super tough because you're never going to get everyone's opinion, like, how they want to see it. And mm-hmm. it's your, it's the director's view of it, you know? So you're going to see their view. You're not going to see, like, the accurate representation. Mm-hmm. If you want to do that, I don't know, like, go back in time or something. But it's like you're never going to get the accurate thing because, like, even if you don't have the person that was there that day, or if you do have the person that was there that day, maybe their memory was slightly off. Maybe they saw something differently than what actually did happen. So yeah. there's so many different, like, variations of um, people's views. And I don't think you're going to please everybody. Like, even if it's not um, a true story, like, if you have another story and you have your view on it and they're like, I don't think you portrayed um, Muslims in the right way. Uh, It's just, you're never going to get everyone's view the way they want it. So I don't know. I don't know if I would ever do an actual, I don't think I'd ever do a true story. Interesting. Yeah. I'd be... Too, Too overwhelmed with the responsibility? Yeah, maybe. I mean, unless it, like, happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, like, there's a play called How I Learned to Drive that's all about how this event happens to this girl, and she remembers it so fractured. And oh, it's, like, really? all about how she doesn't remember it clearly, and mm. you know? Well, like, did you listen to Serial, the podcast? No, not yet. Ugh. So that's all about how, I mean, not all of it, just, like, parts. Like, the very beginning, she talks about how your memory can totally twist from what actually did happen because Mm -hmm. time goes on, you know? And so I just, like, you can't even trust your memory on certain things, which is crazy. Because, like, I can say I totally wore red on that day. And then I look back on a picture and it was not. And I can still see it in my head, though. Like, it was definitely red. So (laughs) I don't trust anyone's memory. (laughs) But, um, yeah. You should listen to Serial. It's really good. I know. I know. And you should watch The Jinx on HBO. Yeah, that seems super interesting, too. It is really interesting. Well, anything else Anything else to recommend before? I know, I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. I watched this coma documentary recently, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't remember what it's called. It might just be called Coma, but it's on HBO. It's really interesting. Cool. Um, yeah. Cool. Can't think of anything else. Well, pretty, uh, pretty heady thoughts to end on. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, True think we've uh, reached the end. Cool. So, uh, I mean, uh, do you... Do you Twitter, Instagram handles, follower, you know, want followers and stuff. Yeah, I want followers. <laughs> um, Where can people, how can people follow you? So Twitter, at the movie chick, not so with a K at the end. So it's the movie, C-H-I-C. Chic. I know, people said that and I was like, oh, I didn't <laughs> think that's what chic. it was. It was like, you know. <laughs> I just thought that's how you spelled chick back then. <laughs> and I was so, um, yeah, I think that's the only place really cool. you can follow. And then Eleonora... I mean, you got all the funding you needed, right? You don't need mm-hmm. people. Nope. You don't need you our got help. got that money. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just, uh, just people go watch it when it comes out. Keep an yeah. eye out for it. Yeah, go to Eleanor the Forgotten... No, no, go to theforgottenprincess.com for updates. Nice. Yeah. Is there a Facebook page that people can follow so they can get notifications? Yeah. I think it's just Eleanor the Forgotten Princess. Let's look that up. <laughs> Research team. So, yeah. so Eleanor the Forgotten Princess on Facebook. Like yes. the page. Do it. Yeah. Um, Eleanor, yeah. Wait, should what? I say what it is? Or, what like, where you go? Or did you already say that? The Facebook part. Oh, we got it. Oh, okay. If you just search it, the fan page, you'll yeah. get it. Yeah. Just search it, you'll find it. And uh, watch out for Anna Mead mm-hmm. as well. Transparent. But yeah. I feel like everybody's watched that except me. 
Yeah. Watch it. Oh yeah, check that out. Um, and then season two. Yeah. Sometime late, late, late this year. Yeah. All right. Um, don't forget to follow me at Andrew Fromer and at Side Kickback. And thank you for listening. And the only thing that's left is your your uh, last task is the sign off. No. What do I have to say? <laughs> what is the sign off? Oh, I have to say that in your own way. Okay, you wait, can do it side, say it again. Sidekick back radio. <laughs> I hate that I have to do this. Okay. Have to. <laughs> okay. Sidekick back radio. Watch out. Okay. Sidekick back radio. Watch out. I did it. <laughs>